Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. In the studio today, we've got Colton Christian, and Colton's going to be wearing his pork hat. Colton, welcome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you having me on the day. Appreciate you guys tuning in on this week's AgCast. Pork is one of my favorite proteins. Thanksgiving is not complete without uh, without a turkey, but there has to be a ham. That's yeah. right. You're, you're in line with a lot of people, including myself, so that's right. can't, can't go wrong with what they call the other white meat. So. <laughs> that's right. No doubt. Well, as we're talking about pork, uh, Colton, tell us about the pork industry in Alabama. What's going on with it? Uh, well, thanks, Mike. Uh, again, thanks for having me on. And in terms of Alabama, if you include uh, all the feral pigs, we're, we're, we're very lucrative. Um, unfortunately, we have the feral pigs, but in terms of commercialization, uh, Alabama is, the, is a declining state. So I just want to provide a little insight to the declining pork industry in Alabama. Uh, 2012, the hog industry was just shy of 150,000 head. And it just sharply declined ever since then. Uh, currently, Alabama hog inventory is just about averaging 11,000 heads. So that's a, a staggering difference from where we have been in, in recent years. So uh, this 11,000 head, it just accounts for only 0.02% of the U.S. pork supply. Going back the last 22 years or so, uh, you'd have to go back to uh, 2001 in, in a peak year. Uh, when hog inventory was uh, just right at 200,000 heads. So uh, that's about mm. as many hogs as we've ever had commercially uh, that we can track in the state of Alabama. So uh, from the data that we have currently, uh, the majority of the inventory that we have in the state today are, are hogs that are, are just weaned. So that's hogs that are less than 50 pounds. So uh, they're they're born on the farm, they're weaned, and uh this inventory will be fed out to, to go to market in the future. The areas in which the majority uh, of the hog population is in the state in terms of the number of operations is in North Alabama, specifically in Lawrence, DeKalb, and Limestone counties. And the bulk of uh, pork production in Alabama comes from independent growers. And the independent growers consist of your farm-to-table operations and also your, your show pig operations. And uh, then I guess your your next tier would be the feral to finish operations that are classified as pigs that are born on the farm. They are weaned and they're fed out all the way up until they get ready to go to harvest. So the decline in production in Alabama is due to different variables, but mainly revolves around the regulations and logistical reasons. Uh, the largest hog company, or probably one of the largest uh, closest to the state of Alabama, is Prestige Farms. They have a division in Mississippi, just north of Starkville. And other than that, uh, most of the major pork producers, the closest to us are Indiana, Illinois, uh, North Carolina. So for that reason, it's just logistically difficult to manage uh, feed and marketability for hogs in the state of Alabama at a high level. Wow, that that's really interesting. And uh, you're saying that our, our numbers are down and declining. How does that impact the, uh, the national supply chain and, and the national picture? Sure. So fortunately for us, we're not relying on Alabama solely uh, as a as a national production of pork. We're we're looking pretty good. We've seen better days. Uh, however, that uh, 2020 was a, a peak year nationally for hogs. 
and we'll talk about the specific numbers here coming up, but um, ever since 2020, the overall numbers have been declining. The total U.S. inventory has dropped 7% since 2020. And at that peak, we had uh, from a total inventory from all the pigs classified into one was 77.6 million head, which is a lot of pork. The, our last quarterly report showed U.S. hog inventory at 72.5 million head, which is slightly down from where we were just a year ago. So the market hog inventory is down about 1% from last year at 66.4 million head, while the breeding stock remained at 6.17 million head. And there's only 16 states that account for 95% of the total U.S. inventory. So it's, it's not that many states. So uh, your top three are going to be your Iowa, Minnesota, and North Carolina that mainly make up this, this big bunch. So talking about uh, the, the shifts in the industry, there's two cycles within a hog industry that happen at, at various different times much like other ag industries as well. So uh, these cycles are called expansion and contraction. And just depending on the economic changes and variables that are going on in the world decides which phase in the industry is in. And the shape of inventory the harm, the, can help farmers uh, see where we are in that cycle. It typically takes three to five years to navigate through a cycle. And this is due to a couple of factors. One being that the farmer needs a reason to change uh, their their production, which usually comes from a change in profitability. And the second reason is the life of a, a, a market pig is 9 to 10 months, and that's from the time it's conceived to the time it reaches market weight at 280 pounds. Uh, so with all that being said, as of right now, uh, as an economy of a pork, we're in the contraction phase, and we have been since 2020. And in that contraction phase, farmers have been responding to that by producing less hogs, which sends more female pigs uh, going to the, the harvest facility rather than back into the breeding production cycle to keep that expansion cycle going. So that's where we are in terms of uh, the phase that we're in. Uh, but depending on world events such as African swine fever, exports, uh, the war in Ukraine, hog production in the U.S. could start to come out of this contraction phase and enter into the expansion phase here in the, in the, in the near future. Uh, yeah, there there's so many things going on in the world that are stressing uh, some of these basic needs that people have. And we know that the U.S. is a major exporter of many things, and uh, pork included in that. Uh, how is that playing out in the world market and in the export markets? Well, African swine fever has played a, a major role in determining uh, the export of U.S. pork, especially in the Europe where uh, African swine fever has just wreaked havoc. So historically, China has been a, a major player in buying U.S. pork. However, in 2018, China was hit with ASF, and uh, which at first caused them to become more uh, advantageous to the U.S. when they they imported more pork, uh, up to a point of 193% increase between 2018 and 2020. But due to the exponential increase in those U.S. imports, China had an oversupply of pork and essentially just raised their prices and tariffs and stopped importing uh, U.S. pork since uh, 2020. However, China uh, just bought some pork from us, uh, which could lead to a, them being a bigger a bigger player in the fall. Uh, as of right now, the USDA is predicting U.S. exports to decrease this year uh, by 4.3%. 
and, and Mexico is currently our leading uh, importer with Canada and Japan uh, following close behind. I'm going to take just a few minutes and talk about our sponsor, Alabama Ag Credit. You know, let's face it. With the current economy, getting a loan these days can be a rough experience. Throw in the fact that you need a loan for your farm or operation, and it can get even tougher. Most lenders see you as a number, not a person. They get you in and get you out so that it can move on to the next number. But that's not Alabama Ag Credit. Alabama Ag Credit, they get it. They understand what it means to depend on the land and sustain it for the future. Worrying about this year's crop or next year's herd, that's a way of life. Alabama Ag Credit understands this. They've been around for over 100 years, and they're not going anywhere. Most of their lenders are farmers, like you, the ones who stay up late and get up early to feed and clothe Alabama, the country, and the world. So while you're on your combine or thinning your tree stand and thinking about expanding your operation, think about Alabama Ag Credit. Like you, they're in it for the long haul. If you need someone to look at your current rate on your line of credit and make sure you're getting the best deal, think about Alabama Ag Credit. If you're wanting to expand your operation, build a house, or buy that property you've been renting, give them a call or check them out online at alabamaagcredit.com. Some don't get it, but at Alabama Ag Credit, they do. Alabama Ag Credit is an equal housing lender. Well, you, you've been talking about the African swine fever. Uh, how is that being uh, addressed or looked at in the U.S.? Well, as mentioned earlier, African swine fever has caused major issues in some parts of the world. And just depending on who you talk to in the U.S. depends on what response you might get in regards to the concern level over African swine fever. So uh, even though, praise God, nationally uh, we have not experienced African swine fever, there are other diseases uh, within our borders that are causing trouble such as a porcine epidemic diarrhea virus, porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome, and also influenza A is starting to take a rise. And so uh, there's a lot of focus around those that are within our borders right now. So uh, that's taken up a lot of time. Uh, However, uh, we're learning a lot from our European neighbors. Europe has been the hardest hit uh, from African swine fever, and the virus is spreading west from there uh, as close as Uh, the Dominican Republic, which is only 800 miles from uh, Miami, so it's not that far away. Good thing is the USDA and various pork organizations are currently assembling programs and procedures that in the event African swine fever was to uh, become an issue. And also Vietnam has been working with the U.S. to formulate a a vaccine Uh, that has been successful up to date. There's more research that needs to be done with that, but uh, we're looking at a, a really positive uh, horizon for African swine fever if, if we can get this vaccine uh, on the ground. Wow, that that's uh, really interesting. It, it's good to hear that we're trying to be proactive to make sure we get ahead of anything that, that might be coming down the pike. As far as our Alabama pork producers, what are some things that they can do to make the most of what's going on in, in, the, uh, in the current industry and uh, current production within the states? Well, one of the biggest things our producers can do is be advocates for the industry, not only from a production standpoint, but from also from a continual education standpoint. You know, many of our producers, they don't know about our our port checkoff program and what it is and what it's designed to do for our industry. So uh, just to talk a little bit about the checkoff, uh, the checkoff uh, rate right now is $0.40 per $100 of value. However, there is a proposal that starting in January of 23, 
uh, that the checkoff would reduce to $0.35 cents per $100 of value. Those checkoff dollars go towards research, promotion, and education for the pork industry. And it's important that our producers utilize that program to the fullest in order to maximize that potential of uh, what pork is in Alabama. But aside from the checkoff program, it's very important to get the youth involved in the show industry. Uh, various uh, school FFA programs place an emphasis on this, and that gives the youth an opportunity to experience the lifelong lessons and skills that will be beneficial for generations to come. There are several uh, county-level shows that are put on throughout the fall, as well as a state show in Montgomery in mid-October. And then in the spring, there is a uh, junior swine expo at the SLE Rodeo. We just had the inaugural show this past uh, March 2022, so this following uh, March 2023 will be the second year that we'll have that show. So we look forward to um, look forward to those shows. It's good to hear that we're trying to encourage the next generation and keep keep it moving on as as many aspects of agriculture. It's all about getting the youth excited about it so that we can keep passing this on and keep sustaining the food and fiber that we need to maintain our country. So, Colton, thank you so much for bringing this information. And maybe afterwards you and I could go get some bacon or BLT or uh, ham and cheese sandwich or something like that. I don't know. What do you think? We'll make it happen. You, know, <laughs> you ain't got to go far to, to find the pork. So, like I say, I just uh, appreciate the opportunity to to be in here, Mike. Appreciate you having me on. And if anybody has any questions regarding uh, the pork industry in general or any questions about the checkoff program or uh, what programs we, we have available, uh, not only for the industry but for uh, the show industry, please feel free to reach out to me and uh, I'll get you the information. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama Ag Credit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.